This is a misunderstanding that I come across all the time. Um, so much so that I, I really invite you to listen carefully. Um, and it's actually more than a misunderstanding. Um, it's a real pitfall. I see quite some organizations you know, falling into that and then it's quite painful and you know, it takes a lot of energy to get themselves out of it. Um, and that is that self-management uh, somehow means you know, no structures, no processes, no rules. Right? I mean, we, we can't stand this old system that was it's just full of all these structures and processes and, and policies and rules that feel so suffocating. So, so that means that, I mean, the new thing it must just be freedom of all of that, right? Right? It's, it's let's please get rid of all of that, right? Um, that seems to be what is consciously unconsciously in the mind of pretty much everybody um, when you start, you know, thinking with self-management or start implementing self-management. And that is, of course, a complete tragic misunderstanding, right? And, and when you fall for that, what happens is that you deconstruct a lot of, you know, the old system, the old sort of backbone of the organization, but don't build anything new. And then you end up with this chaos, this blob, you know, that, that has no backbone. Um, and then what happens is that everybody's confused. Nobody quite knows what to do. Um, things often slow down. Results start to get really bad. Uh, people get frustrated. And then, you know, some people try to, you know, to, to save the situation, to do something, but then it's not clear based on what decision-making power and how to make those decisions. And so then, you know, power struggles break out or people go back to old autocratic ways. I mean, it's, it's all pretty sad and pretty ugly. Um, and so, just to be very clear, um, you know, self-management has structures and processes and rules, just like previous organizations, just that they're very different. Um, and in many cases, there tend to be way fewer of them. But you absolutely need structure, right? Every living organism has structures and boundaries and, and processes. Um, Take, take Birdzorg, right? Um, you know, there are now 14,000 people um, at, you know, doing neighborhood nursing and care. Um, and it's not just chaos, um, not just a big blob. No, you know, it's actually uh, very carefully structured. It's teams of 10 to 12 nurses. And, you know, there's a certain way that they distribute roles and there's certain ways that they make decisions and that they run meetings and that they do performance management. Um, you know, take any of the self-managing factories. Um, you know, you have structures in which teams operate and then you have ways in which uh, performance is managed and you have ways in which conflict um, is dealt with. Um, so it's, it's not at all um, a blob, right? Now, there's still structure, but of course the structure is very different from how it is in traditional hierarchical uh, configurations. Right, so um, one of the things is that instead of power being concentrated with a few people, now everybody by design of the organization can be powerful. And that's of course a huge change, right? Another thing is that instead of the structure being static and you know, pretty much unchanging until suddenly you do a big reorganization, you now have structures that are 
um, decentralized, that are fluid, that are pretty organic, that change pretty much all the time based on changes in the environment and needs and opportunities that people sense. Right? So it's a very different kind of structure, but there still is very much structure. The same is true with processes. All right? In too many organizations, we have all of these processes that are formalized and imposed. Um, you know, they're designed by somebody somewhere uh, where it makes sense, but then applied to your situation, like it no longer makes sense, right? And um, it kills creativity and it forces you to do stupid things or then you have to circumvent the processes. And so um, there is often this desire of let, let's get rid of all of that. Well, um, in this case, like in others, uh, you know, form follows functions. It depends just on the nature of your work and your industry, um, whether you need processes or not. So um, in Bürtzorg, for instance, there is really uh, almost no processes that are mandated because um, you know, the, the nurses are professionals and it's just a kind of industry where based on their you know, knowledge and intuition and their relationship with a patient, you can trust them to do the right thing. Now take uh, Morningstar, uh, you know, the guys in California that make ketchup and tomato paste and diced tomatoes. Well, in that case, you know, you know, it's this one big process where you know you throw in tomatoes on one side and ketchup comes out on the other side, and this is a process that you need to manage very, very carefully. Right at this stage in the process, the tomatoes must be exactly at this heat and at this, you know, pressure and viscosity, or I don't know what, but you know, they know what they do and they know that this needs to be very precise. So, at Morningstar, you have way more processes than at Birchark because that's what the the nature of their business requires. Um, now, uh, again, the difference is that these processes are no longer imposed, um, but that people, you know, self-design their processes and, and, you know, just in collaboration and negotiation with one another, um, determine what the right processes are. Um, and finally, you know, the same is true for rules, right? In, in self-management, there's still very clear sort of rules of the games, right? So. Um, this is how we make decisions. We'll say we use the advice process or consent-based decision-making. Um, this is how we deal with conflict and this is how we um, give each other feedback. And so there's still very, very clear rules of the games. Um, and again, the big difference is that they're no longer imposed from the top by somebody, um, or even if they are uh, or were historically, um, you know, you can change them at any time. You know, if you feel that a rule is no longer, longer useful, um, anybody can propose to make a change. Um, and you use whatever decision-making mechanisms that, that you can use for that. Um, so I, I, I hope I'm really drilling down this point that self-management um, still very much has structure and processes and rules. Uh, they're very different um, than the old ones, but it's, it's, it's not just chaos, it's not just a free-for-all. And I've heard from quite a few organizations where that misunderstanding took hold um, and then it, it generates really some weird behaviors. Like I've, I've heard from several organizations where people just feel like, oh, now I can do whatever I want, right? And people sort of take out you know, the self-management like a joker card and say, well, you can't tell me what to do. You know, we're not, not self-managing, I can do whatever I want. Um, and of course, you know, that's not how things work in the community with others, 
right? Um, so in that case, like I would respond by saying, um, indeed, I cannot tell you what to do because I'm not your boss, right? We no longer operate in that way. Um, but I can tell you what the rules of the games are um, that we agree to play with by, and so you have to play by those rules unless you don't like it, and then you can initiate a change of the rules. Um, but as long as these rules operate, you know, they they bind us all. And um, and so it's not a free-for-all where you can just say, hey, heck, you know, I don't care what other people say, I just do whatever I want. So that's it. One more time. Self-management. There are structures, there are processes, there are rules. They're just very, very different. They're much more powerful, they're much more soulful, they're much more fluid, they're much more organic, they're much more ever-changing. Um, they're things that we have often co-designed uh, that we feel ownership over, um, but it's not chaos free-for-all. So please don't fall for the trap, for the mistake of deconstructing the old system without um, at the same time you know, reconstructing something new. Perhaps you've noticed, there is no paywall, no monthly membership to access this video series. That's because the videos live in the gift economy. This is how it works. I gift everything that goes into making the videos, my time, energy, and insights, and you get to choose what feels right to gift back. Please take a moment to reflect on what would feel good to give in return to help me continue doing this work. Thank you.